Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Godly Point of View podcast. And tonight we have a very special guest on board with us. Her name is Mr. Alicia Strong. She's from the Kingdom Ministry Podcast. You can also follow her on Instagram at underscore Kingdom Ministry. And this is going to be part one of our new series, Uncovering the Truth About Relationships. And so we have 13 topics tonight for you guys. And the 13 topics are based off of the questions that I would have gotten from you guys, well, some of you guys, and instead of us just asking the individual questions themselves, because many people send in similar questions, so we basically put them in the format of topics, and altogether we came up with 13 different topics that we need to address. So yes, this will be part one. For the series, you may not find every single thing in this one particular podcast, but there will be a part two, a part three, who knows, maybe even a part four, but this right there will be part one. The 13 topics are keys to long-lasting and healthy relationship, leaving hurt and trust issues from previous relationships in the past, sex and relationships, communication, Showing your partner you care about them. Introduction time to family. Financial support in relationships. Being controlling in a relationship. Single and heartbroken people. Being unequally yoked. Idolizing your partner. Comparing your relationships to others. Why are people so comfortable living in sin? Those are 13 topics. So we're going to go ahead and start from... Topic number one, keys to long-lasting relationship. You want to go ahead and kick it off? Okay. Um, Good night, everyone, or good morning, according to where you are in the world. Um, Tonight, we will be touching on relationships, what exactly it is, and, like, giving advice moving forward. If you one day are willing to go into a relationship, (laughs) the do's and don'ts of a godly relationship let me say that you know because we are separated from the world the first tip is compatibility I feel like going forward in a relationship you and your partner in this case partner is girlfriend or boyfriend um, you have similarities as to liking the same things Y'all, you guys' mindset are the same, and your one goal should be seeking after Christ. The next thing is communication. This basically includes like how you guys feel about each other, um, touching on stuff that may be bothering you that you want to resolve issues. Um, And I want to say that you cannot expect your partner to know what's bothering you if you never say, because they're not a robot, you know, and they don't know your thoughts, only God does. So don't um, tend to be upset and your partner asking you why you're upset. Um, You can't give a valid reason because you feel like they should know and I disagree with that like your partner should not know what's going on with you so yeah you have to communicate 
you know, communication is key, but also compatibility. The next thing is having God as the head of your guys' lives and the centerpiece in this relationship. See, as children of God, we tend to include God in everything else except our relationship. But God should be in our relationship more than anything you know, else in our lives because if you desire to marry this person one day, like you need God to show you, to guide your steps, direct you in this relationship. So you can't expect to just push God to the side and go after this person because you feel like, hey, you know, I just met the love of my life. I don't need God. You know, some of you guys tend to say, um, why am I not? in a relationship as yet it is because you know god is doing a work in you it's because god is building you up you know so when that correct time comes you know and he reveals to you um who your spouse is and he reveals to you you know what you have to do next that you will be very prepared the next thing is that you should not idolize your partner in your relationship um your partner is not god you should not wanting to be on the phone desiring to be on the phone with them 24 hours of the day like you gotta give each other space to grow to think you know to have a life that's most important because your life doesn't revolve around your partner like your life is in god's hand and you should be seeking the face of god you know, you should be involved in things in your life, whether that's in church, whether you have your own ministry, like doing outreach. You should use this time now to, you know, not only seek God, but seek, seek him together even more than ever before. So the next thing is, if you're a child of God, we shouldn't even have to go through this. But I'm going to say it anyway. Um, No fornicating in your relationship stay away from all sexual sins whether that's touching and inappropriate places and i don't even have to go down the line because you guys already know the sexual sins okay and next thing is loyalty um you should be loyal in your relationship and also trust you should trust each other you shouldn't have to be going through each other's phone. Like, I even that personally, you know, it might differ for some of you guys, but I don't believe my partner's phone and seeing what's going on. That's not my business. At the end of the day, I trust you enough. And if you make that decision to go ahead and do what you do, then if we're children of God, the Lord will expose you anyway. So I don't have to go through that. Um, the next thing is that praying together. I feel like this builds your relationship, not only with God, but you guys' um, relationship together. Like, it's just to see where this person's head is. You know, if you begin to bring up Bible study and prayer and they're not interested, you know, every time you bring it up, they, they don't want to do it. They back away. But maybe that's God showing you a red flag that, hey, this person is not the one for you. You know, because if you guys desire one day to get married and you have to look at this person 
as a potential spouse now because I sure you guys don't want to get in a relationship just to get in one and break up, get in the next one. No, because you'll have to heal from that and all of that. Um, you should want somebody who loves God even more than you do. So the next thing is that doing Bible study together, like I said, this is also another way to build you guys up. Another thing is that asking God for direction in your relationships. You know, sometimes we tend to do things and we're wrong. But we want to feel like, oh, I was right because he did this or she did this two months ago. So I get them back. You know, as a child of God, you shouldn't have that type of mindset. You should be loving and caring and honest. The next thing is you should respect your partner. And I know, you know, a lot of people struggle with this even nowadays. Like, they don't respect each other. You know, you shouldn't, as a child of God, you shouldn't be trying to tear them down or break them in any way. You know, you shouldn't be even making fun of them. Like, respect them and um, love them for who they are and, what they will become in the future because not knowing if you begin to disrespect this particular person, you begin to tear them down. You know, in the future, when you see them again, you'll be like, oh, well, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Now, look at her or him. You know, they're better off in life and all of that. So be careful of doing that. So I want to just go into a proportion of scripture. It is taken from First Corinthians chapter 6 verses 18 and it says flee fornication every sin that a man doeth is without the body but he that committed fornication sinned against his own body so we will give it back to donovan i totally agree with every single thing that you said most most of all like like you said you know i went god not only in your personal life but in your relationship, because you know God, God is the head of everything. He is the head of your your life overall. Without Him, you wouldn't even have life to have a relationship. So, it's very important that you keep Him the head of your life, the head of your relationship, the head of your career, the head of your everything. He should be your everything before you allow any human being to be your everything. Like how people tend to be your about the love of my life, this and all that type of stuff. God needs to be the love of your life first before you have any other love of your life. And not to say it in any type of, you know, rude way or nothing like that, but that's just the way it is. That's way it, that's just the way it should be. Because like you mentioned, um, idolize, we tend to idolize persons. We tend to put them first before anything in our lives. I could attest to that myself because I was in a time when I used to, well, I was guilty of that, you know, putting human beings or a human being before God. I didn't even, I know about God, but I didn't know, know about God. Like, I didn't have him in my life at all and didn't care at one point. But, you know, thank the Lord that we considered that and not, not today because, you know, anything that you do without God, you are not on a very straight path. I can tell you that now. Any decision you make in your life without God, there is a good chance of that decision turning the other way than you expected it to, to work out. Just saying, if you're a Christian and you 
get into a relationship with somebody else that is a Christian, y'all, you guys basically shut off the same mindset to a certain extent. 25 hours out of the 24 in the day, you know, that ain't good. Because then you, like you said, you don't really get a chance to even have a life in that type of situation. You don't get the chance to even miss the person. And then you can find yourself getting all type of arguments and all of that stuff. And trust you, being there, and not ain't plan on going back. I ain't going back. I mean, say it, I speak it into existence. I ain't going there. No. <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree with every single thing that you said. And if you got, if you find that you're a person isn't compatible in the relationship stage, first of all, you should be, you should, before you even get into a relationship, you guys should see if you can even be friends for yourself. This is somebody you could even have as a friend. Because if this isn't, if this isn't somebody that you could have as a friend, how you expect to have them as a boyfriend or girlfriend? And then how you expect to have them as a, a wife or a husband? You know, if you can't even survive in the front, in the friendship stage, and if I totally also, agree. Pardon me? I say I totally agree. Yeah. And we should we should have and relationships to to have a long lasting healthy relationship or you should have less less arguments and more conversations. You know that everything has to be an argument. You could easily settle situations by just literally talking it out calmly. Just have a conversation. If you look at Proverbs fifteen and one, it says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And that's exactly what it is. Straightforward. Somebody comes and talks to you in, in a tone of voice, you're going to automatically, if you're in a child of God that could control that part of you, you're going to automatically flare back up at them. But if they come to you, say, for example, they come to you and ask you, why are you always leaving the fridge open and you always doing this, you always doing that, and then you go, you know, that could go on and on and on. But then if you go to them and be like, um, babe, next time. Not next. No, you go to them and be like, babe, please don't forget to close the fridge. Or something, you know, just say it in a nice in a nice way. Not everything has to be so harsh. And said with such a, like, angry tone. Things can be said nicely and, you know, where it doesn't have to get to a, a, a argument where the answer could be all right. I'm I'm sorry for leaving the fridge open. I, I won't forget to close it all, you know? But yeah, yeah that's my five cents. I agree with everything that you said, though. Everything that you said. The second, yeah. second topic. Leaving hurt and trust issues from the previous relationships in the past. You want me to start this one? Yes, please. All right. In order to get rid of these issues, you need to learn how to forgive the person that hurt you in the past. And you got to say it and mean it. And it's not fair that you go into a whole other relationship still having trust issues and, and all of these other issues from your previous relationship. Because the, the next person you get a relationship with, they could genuinely be a good person, mean you no harm, and be the complete opposite of what you had or hurt you in the past. But now you want to go into this, this new relationship with all baggage that is going to eventually you're going to put on that other that other person, that new person as well. And not everybody is being into that. Not every not everybody's being into that kind of stuff, you know? And it's not good because you might you might you carry your baggage there into that relationship. 
and then let's just say you guys end up breaking up, and then they they just carry the cycle on from what you did. So you just mess up a whole person just because you bought baggage into a relationship from the previous one. And you shouldn't be accusing persons of, you know, certain things that happened in your last relationship because the old that old person that you was in that old relationship with is not the is not the same person as that new person. They are two totally different people. You know, and before you before you accuse people of stuff and before you even try to get into a relationship while having trust issues, you need to deal with that ahead of time. Don't wait until you go into a whole new relationship to carry that baggage. All of this is baggage, baggage, excess baggage that you don't need. You don't need to carry no baggage at all unless it's good baggage. And if you look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, it says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So if you don't have it in your heart to forgive others, how do you expect God to forgive you? So many times that we sin knowingly and unknowingly and don't ask for forgiveness. You know how many times God could have place this rod upon us for some of the things that we continuously do. You know, teenagers or persons in their 20s, 30s, whatever age you may be, sex, that's one thing. Nobody may think anything of that. But, you know, that's literally a sin to do it before a marriage. Masturbation is sin that some people really have a problem with. Other things, other sins, lying and all of these other stuff that we do. Idolatry. And all of these other things. You know, you can't be doing this. And God forgives us no matter what sin we do. God forgives us right away. All you got to do is ask for forgiveness and he forgives you. Not saying to use that to your advantage to, you know, wear it out because of who he is. Don't take advantage of it. But if, if God can forgive you for anything, why can't you not forgive somebody for something that they did to you? Turn it over to you. Okay, um, I want to add a few pointers to that. The first thing is that the Lord is the only one who can heal your hurt and pain. It's just allowing him to do a work within you. you. You cannot rush the process. And you need time to heal. People tend to say um, they're healed in a week or two, maybe three weeks to a month. And I, I feel like you know, they are basically lying to themselves, saying that I'm healed, I'm healed. There's some some stuff in there that the Lord has to deliver you from. The Lord has to set you free from. People go into relationships thinking that their partner is supposed to be nurses or doctors to stitch that, that wound that somebody else bruised. And that's not the case because we serve a great physician. He's the one to heal you and deliver you and set you free from every and anything that you may be going through. And the next thing is that he can heal and set you free if you allow him to. And it's just willing. That's how you allow, you know, others to, for example, maybe take you out. Allow the Lord to do a work in you. Like, do not run away 
do not reject it do not be disobedient or rebellious let god have his way in your life the next thing is that trust god and let go and let god you have to trust him you have to believe that hey at the end of the day people could give me advice but right now what i need you have to come to a conclusion and say that i need god i need him to do this work in my life and if we could go to a proportion of scripture I'll read from psalms 143 verses 3 psalm 147 verses 3 and it says he healed the broken and hard and binded up their wounds so yeah we will give it back to donovan yeah i totally agree you got to allow him to move his hand in your life like i said at least certainly did it for me it wasn't a a one day process you know he he began to do it before i even got out of the relationship and that's what i found so so interesting because he he started to you know break on me before i even was out of it and that's so so powerful on next topic next topic is sex and relationships you can go ahead and start this one Okay, sex and relationship. I basically have one scripture for this, but I also have a couple pointers. And if we can look for a proportion of scripture, we'll go to First Corinthians chapter six, verses nineteen to twenty, and it says, "What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not of your own." For ye are brought with a price; therefore, glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. So it's basically saying that your body is the temple of the Lord, and you are to keep that temple pure and holy. You know, just because you fornicated in the past, it doesn't have to be your lifestyle. Just because you did this in the past, you know that in the past. People tend to live in self-condemnation. You have to let go of the past. If you are a child of God, you God made all things brand new. You know He doesn't keep a book of sin of what you did. You know or what happened to you in the past. He heals you and He strengthens you. And what you did in the past is a testimony to someone else. So do not be in um, a life of fornication. Do not be out here having sex. And then hiding from God because it is not pleasing in His sight. Um, when you begin to have sex in relationship, you begin to become like that person. It's something that is called soul tie. You guys are joined together spiritually, and if you never suffered with depression before, you begin to realize that okay, now you're battling with depression. You're battling. With anxiety and all these unnecessary things, you're battling with, which you should have never done before. This is what sex causes, out of marriage, of course. And it says that sex should only happen in marriage. It's only for marriage, not for boyfriend and girlfriend, but marriage. And the next thing is that. 
sex is a gift from God for the married people, husband and wife. That that's what I'm getting at. Husband and wife. That's who it's for. So do not go out there doing these things and thinking that the Lord hasn't seen you. When you have sex, it's a one-time thing. It's a one-night stand. You know, you just want to feed your flesh at that particular time. But afterwards, you will still be left with emptiness and brokenness and wondered what you just done. If you're a lady, you know, you just had sex and all of a sudden you're pregnant. You're trying to figure out how you're going to take care of the child. So do not, like, please take my advice. Do not have sex out of marriage. Donovan, you can take it over. Man, for me, yes. I just basically say like this. You can't crave something you never had, which is literally what it says. You cannot crave something that you never had. So if you haven't had it yet, stay away from it until marriage. I advise you. I strongly advise you to stay away from it. from Because it is very corrupt to be, you know, doing this outside of marriage. It's very dangerous. You could catch sicknesses. You could catch a soul tie. And... Trust you me, you don't want a soul die. There's no no joking with that. You could that person could be somebody that is suicidal and you know, has depression and struggles with anxiety and all of these other things. And when you go ahead and have sex with this person, but a couple of days down the road you run no eye. You feel like killing yourself or you feel depressed or you feel angry or you feel sad for no reason. You don't know why. But you know, you just you just feeling sad, and it's because of you know you went out and you had sex with somebody that you know is going through these things, and now you are you you guys souls are knitted together, and this is why it's so important that you don't go ahead and have sex until marriage because if you're in the marriage stage, if you're married to this person, this should be someone that you know you first of all became a friend with. And y'all, you know, got to know each other. You got to know her full struggles with, and she got to know yours, what you struggle with, and y'all begin to work on each other individually and together, and y'all just, you know, overall grow together and get to that stage where you guys can commit to a marriage. So you should, you would already know, like, everything about this person, and y'all, you know, you could have gone into our life, you guys, if you found, if both of you guys found God, you know that God wouldn't really allow you to go, he wouldn't allow you to be going through these things just like that, you know, all you got to do is call on him and, and seek him and he would be there to your rescue and might not be right away and in our timing but his timing is always the best timing, God's timing is always the best timing so yeah, you can't, you can't crave something that you, not, that you never had Another reason why it could be dangerous as well, because say for instance, this type of service, you go to this one. When you want this type of service, you go to that one. You know, you just switch it up depending on what service you're looking for at that particular time. So yeah, you go ahead, have all these different partners, get all of this exposure, get all of this exposure now. And then five years down the road, you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna settle down. I tired of having all these different women and yeah, I just want settle on. I want my own little squeeze. I want my own, you know. I want my own, my own stuff. I want my own lady. One, one lady. 
So you go ahead and you settle down, you find this nice, beautiful young lady that has no exposure compared to the exposure which you have, or no exposure at all. So you go ahead and you guys settle down, and you end up getting, you guys end up getting to the marriage stage, and you know, and then you go ahead to go and have sex, and then when you go to have sex, you find out that she doesn't. She doesn't know how to do it, like how Sally or or Molly or how Sherry or Carrie or Debbie know how to do it. So now you are there, you know, thinking back, or you know, you having these thoughts run through your head because all of this exposure that you you were you went ahead and got, you will no longer be able to get these services from these people. So in that case, that could be a very stick, sticky situation for people that are weak-minded and can't stay and stick with commitment and work together with a partner. Because in a situation like that, you have some people that would, you know, go ahead and, and cheat because they ain't getting the fix how they used to get it. You know, some people that aren't strong-minded or when they see these other persons, they begin to reminisce on on what what happened and then when they talk to these persons and these persons try to sweet talk them into you know this covenant that you just got in because you just got married you know if you some people may fall for it if you're weak-minded you may fall for it the devil is always seeking to devour so the devil doesn't like anything to do with god a marriage should be something that god is involved of you know, it's a covenant with God. It should be at least. Some people get them with a covenant with the devil, but one thing. But yeah, you know, the devil seeks to part good. So if he if he sees you there trying, but he knows that you are you don't have a strong mind and you are easily yeah easily to see if you could get in a situation where you break that covenant, you go ahead and you know go ahead and have sex with this person from your past, and now you cheated in a relationship, you lost off of somebody else from your past and your whole, your whole marriage is just kapunkan up just because of exposure. You know, just because of all of that exposure that you went out there and listened to the world saying, you know, have fun, live your best life and all of this foolishness when the word of God tells you to stay away from sex until marriage. If you look at Hebrews 13 and 4, it says, Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. Means not made corrupt, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Clearly telling you that sex is only for married, married people, for married couple. You know, people in relationships should not be having sex. And as crazy as it might sound, as much as you might not like to hear it as well as it might sound to you, you are being judged by God every single time that you go ahead and do it. And a sign that can tell you that, you know, when you go ahead and do it, do that, and then you feel like this shame after you finish, like you feel disgusted with yourself, or you feel like you can't even look the other person in their eye or, or nothing like that, or even lay next to them or anything like that, like, that shame, that's telling you that something is, something is clearly wrong, because that be. And I'm sure married, married couples, 
that God lie with God as the head of their their individual lives, their relationship, and now their marriage. I'm sure that's not our heart, no. Because that's just supposed to be someone that 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 you love, someone that that you care about, and to just treat them like that after you just went ahead and did the spiritual act clearly shows you that something is wrong. You know, so that's a sign that something is wrong. Even 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 with masturbation, you go ahead and you you do that, and then you feel like shame afterwards. You know, it's because it's wrong. Because it's wrong, you might not understand. You may think that, oh, you just ashamed. That's just something what has happened. No, it ain't something just what has happened. It's because you're doing something that is wrong. You you putting, you know, your soul to shame in you when you're doing these things. Your body is a shame. You know, when Adam and Eve when they committed the sin, the first sin, they became shame. At first, they was shame of being naked around each other or nothing like that. But after they sinned, they became shame to be naked around one another. And then you look at First Corinthians chapter seven and two. It says, "But because of the temp- because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and husband." And this is not saying to just go ahead and find any person to get married with or get married just for sex. But it's saying that you are better off to marry somebody and have sex with that person than to be out here having sex with any random person or anybody that is that you're in a relate the relationship stage with. You know, sex should only be marriage. So I guess if you got all up for it, you should find someone that you can trust, someone that you, that you, I would say, know or get to know them, get to know the type of person that they are, and see if that's somebody that you could spend the rest of your life with. See if God is the head of their life, first of all, and God should also be the head of your life. One can't change. You can't be unequally yoked. If one change in the next, so you know if you build in your relationship, if your foundation for your relationship, this person is somebody that you know you you met in the club, you saw her in the club, and she did look mighty fine, and you look at all the curves and everything, and everything talking, and you just pull up one of that night, and you all had exchange of words, and then it so happened that you all end up having sex, um, after the club or something like that, and then you all end up in a relationship say a, a, a week later or so you know that's some your, your relationship was literally the foundation of your relationship literally is sex because that is where it started lust and then sex that is the foundation of your relationship and that would always be the foundation of your relationship if the two of you guys can't come to the agreement that you're going to change your life and live for God Wonder why their relationships don't last is because the foundation that you build that relationship off of is what determines the strength of that relationship. Stay and be a person of the world, then that's going to become a problem in the long run. I guarantee you that because once you become a child of God, all of your desires change. Your mind gets renewed. You are a complete different person. Take it from me because I know you are a complete different person once the Lord begins to renew your mind. 
And it's only for the better. It's only for the better. So you can't you can't be unequally yoked and it will not it will not last for most people. For some people tend to, you know, let it slide cross like it's nothing but in the long run, it will affect you. And if you get into marriage with somebody that you're unequally yoked with, someone that is living for the world and you're living for God, you're gonna find out where that will become exhausted as well. But anyway, that's my five cents on sex. I mean, sex and relationship, sorry. I want to thank you guys for listening in with us on our part one of uncovering the truth about relationships. I know we didn't cover or uncover every single thing in this one particular podcast, all of the topics, but like I said, there will be a part two, a part three, possibly even a part four or part five. Who knows? It's amazing the things that the Holy Spirit can do, the ways the Holy Spirit can lead you. Also, don't forget that you can follow Mr. Alicia Strawn on our podcast, which is Kingdom Ministry, or you can find on Instagram at underscore Kingdom Ministry, or you can even send an email, ask any question, anything you like at kingdomministry.org at gmail.com.